This is Jasper Reed, and this is Letter from India. A few days ago, I woke up with the most enormous, exotic, and lurid rash all around my body. Um, I appreciate this is more information than listeners may need. But of course, um, in these corona times, um, it slightly alarmed me. I then proceeded, of course, to Google rash plus COVID and found about 8,000 results. And within about 20 minutes, I persuaded myself that, of course, this was a sign of COVID. So I thought I'd get a test. And of course, tests in India are uh, incredibly straightforward in the sense that someone comes to your house within a few hours. So someone duly came to my house and we had a sort of pantomime where we chatted. He was a young guy. We chatted for a while. We talked about families, this, that, and the other. And then right in front of me, he put on his personal protective equipment, um, did the test, and then right in front of me, took off all the equipment, and we chatted some more. And it sort of occurred to me that this possibly wasn't the most, as they say, COVID-secure environment. But since I'm pretty relaxed about the whole subject, um, I didn't really mind. Um, then, of course, this morning, uh, after 24 hours, I got the result, which was uh, negative, which on one, le- one level, of course, was reassuring. On another level, of course, you know, what's the rash? And then, of course, I Google um, rash plus India plus white skin, and you get about 8 million results. Um, and, of course, so I'm here now wondering what this strange rash is, and um, it's the perils of Dr. Google and the rest of it. But anyway, um, that made me think... I would do a podcast on a really interesting topic in India, which is healthcare. Um, big topic again, like any of these these shows, which are kind of overreaching with me trying to explain India in a big topic. But uh, but I'll give it a whirl. Um, before we moved back to India seven years ago, with with my family, we're English, and we had at the time two uh, twin <laughs> twin uh, seven year old daughters, Elsa and Cecilia, who who are now thirteen. Of course, we were pretty interested in healthcare because, um, you know, when you think about England versus the UK, the mind boggles. And when you go to your GP in England, of course, you know, there's a, there's a laundry list of things that you should be inoculated for, um, all the usual suspects, but then things like Japanese encephalitis. And, you know, you look that up and, and it's kind of rare, but there's something like a 10% chance of having total amnesia so you think well depending on who you are you, you you generally think well i better have that too so you arrive here slightly in in um, a state of fear and trepidation and this is kind of a bit about the journey that we've had through the healthcare system in india and you know i talk a bit about um, reflections on that i mean i think the first thing to say just to put some you know kind of shibboleths and, and urban myths to bed is that the healthcare system in india is is really fantastic um, you wouldn't think that from the outside, and it is a bit of a game of two halves. And, and perhaps I should qualify this by saying that at the higher end of society, where you know we're privileged enough to live, uh, it's an amazing um, kind of ecosystem. Um, of course, at the lower end of society, um, and we've seen this with with Corona. Um, there's you know the metrics are poor versus other country in terms of you know number of um, beds or um, you know, emergency wards or intensive care places per member of the population. But it is a huge, huge country. But anyway, as a starting point, um, the India healthcare system is, is kind of something to be to be admired, really. Um, 
You know, it's interesting that in terms of the Indian diaspora, 38, 38% of doctors in America are Indian. So there's a, there's a massive tradition here of, um, uh, you know, medicine. And it's a bit like, you know, it's a bit like Irish mothers or Jewish mothers saying to their, you know, saying, my son, the doctor. Um, I think, you know, we're at the point of the cycle where having sons or daughters as doctors or engineers or accountants um, is considered to be, you know, a really good thing. So India churns out an enormous amount of healthcare professionals. And of course, if you're, if you're on a ward or you look at any UK or US hospital and you look around, an awful lot of nurses and doctors are non-resident Indians or, or more broadly from, from the subcontinent. So it has a lot of pedigree in that sense, um, and it's very varied. Let, let me tell a sort of personal story on this. I mean, I guess our starting point was, I mean, we hadn't really been here more than two or three months, and, and Megan, my wife, uh, went out for a jog around our neighborhood. And as she was coming around the corner, um, a dog, a street dog, shot out and bit her on the leg um, and drew blood. Um, you know, she called me up, and the girls were in tears, and she was in tears. And so we raced back to pick her up. And of course, you know, immediately you think, uh-oh, rabies. And, um, you know, 20,000 20, people a year die of rabies in India. So it's a, you know, it's a serious topic. So, you know, the first thing for us, and this is just kind of expat life, I guess, was, you know, where do we actually go? Um, because that's the thing about healthcare systems. It's, it's as much about navigating stuff. And we didn't have a clue where to go. So we called up some friends and said, you know, what about that place next to the girls' school? And she said, no, no, don't go there. They almost comatose my child when, when, when he was in for dengue last year, which wasn't all that reassuring. Um, anyway, we found, we found that, you know, we found the right place, which was Max Hospitals. And we drove there like, you know, like the wind. Um, we could have done with like a flashing light, but we drove really quickly and we got there. And of course, that was an interesting experience because, um, you know, every Indian hospital, this is the nature of, the in, uh, of India, and this was a, a high-end private hospital, they're packed just, just because of the scale. And it's a metaphor for India because everywhere you go is thronged, just so many people, it's hard to kind of overstate this, particularly from, from people who live in places with lower populations or lots, lots of space. But anyway, it was absolutely packed. But like everything in India, there's a, there's a sort of magical efficiency to um, everything, simply because people are used to um, used to scale and multitudes. Anyway, we were seen by the doctor who said very quickly, he'd seen us before, obviously, he said this is a World Health Organization Category 4 rabies bite. And he quickly scribbled out a prescription which had three or four items on it. And I shot off to a whole bunch of pharmacies outside of the hospital. And that in itself was a kind of interesting experience because pharmacies are everywhere in India, but they're street level, um, they're little micro businesses. They're very different to the kind of shiny sterilized pharmacies of the West. So, um, you know, I passed my prescription around and, um, you know, we found that there were sort of three out of the four items were available. So I ran back across the road, got hold of the doctor and the doctor said to me, Okay, good, good, good. But uh, where's this fourth item? And the fourth item was something called human rabies immunoglobin, uh, which sounds rather alarming. Um, and I said, I can't find it. They don't have it. He said, no, no, you better go back and because and, that's the one you really need. So I went back and we couldn't find it. And eventually we sort of concluded, um, oh, we need to do something. Anyway, the doctor said to us, don't worry, you've got 48 hours to administer 
this drug, which, um, you know, isn't, <laughs> isn't that reassuring in the sense it's like a ticking time bomb. And you know, at this point, you've Googled rabies, which basically has a 100% kill rate, and it's a really horrible death, and it turns your brain into mush and stuff like that. So anyway, we went home, and, and we sort of went into battle stations uh, while having a kind of consoling glass of red wine. Um, and we sent our driver out, Victor William, um, and he rather heroically drove around town and found, found this thing. We then, of course, had um, a kind of pantomime of, of me having to administer the injections, which um, at the time we didn't understand how easy it was to get healthcare professionals to come to the house. So it was a unique experience of, of um, injecting my wife in various shapes and forms. Um, Anyway, that was our that was our kind of introductory experience of of healthcare in uh, in India, kind of crowded, strangely efficient, very expert, but you know requiring a a huge amount of navigation. Um, later on, we we sort of thought, well, we we better get more organised. And for a while, for a year or two, we um, you know we wanted to get a general practitioner. And the girls had paediatricians because the school demanded it. And there's a bit of a kind of cottage industry here of. <laughs> Pediatricians um, taking expatriates or internationals and, and making, you know, a really healthy premium off some simple, uh, uh, simple check. So if you want to, if you if you want to do good business in India, basically get a lockdown on that. You'll probably do very well. We didn't. We didn't, in fact, get our first GP until a dear friend of ours, David, arrived, and um, he collapsed during lunch. In the end, it was a sort of form of heat stroke, but he was overnight in in a local hospital. Um, but the, the great good fortune of that for us was that it introduced us to our wonderful um, general practitioner um, who's, who's been that to the day and is, is the person that navigates everything for us in India. And of course, actually, that's probably lesson number one is, is um, you really need a navigator. It's a big, complicated system. It's probably like anything in India, whether you're frankly, whether you're Indian or non-Indian or whoever you are. Um, you need fixers. You need a network of people that know how it all works because you're never really going to learn it. Anyway, our doctor was introduced to us, and it was interesting because he was kind of a society doctor, and like many things in India, the introduction was important. So I think you probably could show up, but you 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 were better off being introduced. And you know, even healthcare in India, like everything in India, is sort of who you know. Um, you know, it really is a jostly place in terms of connections, relationships, etc., which is really very nice in a kind of datarist world that this is a pretty humanist sort of a thing. So we got to know our doctor, and then that kind of led us into the world of Indian healthcare and medicine. And, the, and probably the first thing to say on that front is, is, you know, diagnostics in India are incredibly widespread and incredibly available. Um, you know, I think it's something, my sister lives in California and has worked in the healthcare system there for some time. And if you've got enough money or enough health insurance, diagnostics and testing is just... You know, it's just a way of life, which it kind of isn't really in England because it's, I mean, I guess it hasn't really, well, it has happened a bit, but in the national healthcare system, you know, they don't, you know, they do interventions, but they won't kind of for, for, um, forearm people necessarily, which is more to do with the private sector. So through our doctor, we, we kind of got into the wonderful world of testing. And of course, for relatively little money here, and of course, I'm, I'm basically, doing a pound or dollar to rupee calculation, which is not the way to, to look at it. One should look at it in, in purchasing power parity terms, but certainly in comparison with, with anywhere in the, you know, the mature world, 
um, so-called mature world, you can be tested here for a fraction of the money, which of course is why India has a, a burgeoning kind of health tourism sector. So, and the thing about that is, and it's an interesting lesson in medicine is, because it's so available and such good value, you just kind of test for everything. So we started off, Megan and I, getting you know a series of blood tests, and it's all done at the house by a guy that's fantastic, and you don't feel a thing for literally two hundred different things, and then that kind of gets you into a process with your with your doctor of of analysing and follow ups and and the rest of it. So um, you know, and in many cases, it's a great relief. Of course, you're immediately into though one of the, the you know the strange sort of psychologies of modern medicine, which is the more you know, the less you know, the more you know, the more you worry, the more you worry, the, probably the, the less healthy you, you get. So um, I guess probably, you know, observation number two in, in India is, is access is in, incredibly easy. Um, but, but it's a careful, careful what you wish for kind of thing. Now, of course, having done this, it, it then led on to a certain sort of behavior um, uh, for the for the following period, where of course you'd find out that you were, for example, vitamin B12 deficient. Um, so off you go, and you'd have what's called a, an intramural. It's a technical term, an intramural injection, which is basically an injection in your in your backside and your butt cheek, um, which seems alarming at the time, but but um, gives you this real boost. And then you learn that basically, kind of rock stars, you know, people that have had big nights in Vegas, they go and get these you know, vitamin B12 injections the next day and feel all perky. So you sort of, you know, you pay a couple of bucks for your injection. It's a really nice experience. You sort of lie on your front and you relax a little bit and, you know, you just sort of zone out. And then a really nice nurse arrives and you get your injection and you get a little kind of back rub and in inverted commas and you feel good. And of course, at the same time, you feel like you're Steve Tyler or someone or Mick Jagger or... Um, you know, so you feel a bit rock starish. Of course, the problem with that is that then it's so easy to get, you sort of go back for it. And at one point, I was retested for vitamin B12 levels, which were basically off the charts. I mean, they were sort of 15 times higher than what they should be, which, uh, which, that, which was okay, because I think you can't overdose on B12. But it was the corollary of easy testing, which is easy testing, easy access. And suddenly you're becoming like a daily health tourist. Um, so that was another part of it. Um, uh, it's kind of lesson, lesson number three. Um, lesson number four, or observation number four is, and this is unique to India, you know, having been diagnosed and sort of seen this pathway into different, different sort of areas, um, we were suddenly introduced to the wonderful world of Ayurvedic medicine. And of course, India is, is, you know, the, the home of it. It's the, um, it's the ground floor and the source of all matters Ayurvedic. And that's been really interesting because a lot of the general practitioners here are much more boned up on it than possibly their counterparts are in the West. And certainly there's none, I mean, this is my observation, is there's none of the kind of sniffiness around alternative therapies. Um, in fact, people have grown up with them within their own household. So it's not really a medical thing as such. It's a lifestyle thing. Um, and our own GP is extremely knowledgeable and you're able to have these sort of parallel conversations about, you know, traditional, in inverted commas, Western medicine. And you're also able to have conversations about, you know, alternative in the case of India, that's, that's Ayurvedic. And again, it's incredibly accessible. My mother was out here and, 
you know, she was interested in it. And within two or three phone calls, and again, this is a privileged position, I accept that, she was able to see, you know, one of India's foremost physicians, um, you know, who held her hands and took her pulse and did all that Ayurvedic kind of analysis and, um, and sort of told her what to do. So that's opened up a kind of incredible world for us as well. And it's, um, it's something that we, you know, we haven't really discovered in India. You know, I'm getting into the diet now, which is mainly to do with sort of middle-aged bulge um, and, th- and thinking that somehow I can both educate myself in Ayurvedic uh, diet and associated stuff and meanwhile turn myself into, you know, the body beautiful, the fit young athlete I was when I was 25. Um, here's, uh, here's, here's, here's hoping. So look, those are some observations on on kind of healthcare and medicine in India. I haven't really kind of scratched the surface of this. Um, in another edition, I'll talk about the other end of society, really, and, you know, through our social relief program that we're doing, you know, as a response to the coronavirus lockdown, you know, we're getting a, a kind of huge insight into that. And um, it's, it's, it's a kind of different topic. And I suppose what I'd like to end with saying is that I guess like everything in India... Um, you know, what they always say is that whatever you can say about India, the reverse is always true. That is that it's such a huge, varied place um, that many things are, are, are polarised. And certainly the story that I've just told you of, you know, wonderfully accessible, interesting, different healthcare system full of world-class practitioners and, you know, an open, holistic approach... Is in, is in, is in, you know, contrast to a country where 40% of the world's poor. If you add up, you know, the, um, the, the World Bank or the World Health Organization definition of poverty, 40% of the world's poorest people, um, live in India. And we're also in a place, of course, that has, um, going back to those initial inoculations at any given time, a huge amount of diseases and, um, uh, dangers and health risks and all and all the rest of it. So um, I'm just telling really one side of the story on on this uh, letter from India. Thank you for listening and talk to you next time.